Welcome to AEC Marketing for Principals, brought to you by Smartages, where we help design and construction firms navigate sales and leverage marketing to win more projects. Here are your hosts, Katie Cash and Judy Sparks. Hi, everyone. Thank you for tuning in this week. Today, Judy and I are talking with Aaron Wright, who is the creator and founder of the Construction Channel, which really showcases and celebrates the work behind builders and behind contractors. He also is an adjunct professor at Auburn University and UAB, where he teaches around the subject matter of building information modeling. And Aaron, we are super excited to have you today. So thank you for carving out some time and shedding some wisdom with our listeners with us today. It's great to be here. Perfect. So, you know, um, Judy and I really wanted to have you on our show just because we keep hearing, you know, all and all too often that people today are just too busy to read and, you know, there's all these analytics out there that videos are the number one vehicle for communication and education and what you and your team are doing over at the Construction Channel is just very special. It's not something that we've seen done in our industry, certainly not to the level of professionalism that you guys have been executing. And I would love for you maybe just to share your story with us. You know, how did you go from in-house BIM manager to running your own video production team and ultimately launching this entire digital channel focused on construction video storytelling? Well, that's a great question. It's, it's been a long, a long journey and we, we've really just started, which is awesome. I don't know where you where I could begin, but it really goes back to the days when I was in college. I was sitting on the couch one day and and watching the Weather Channel, and, and this flash just occurred, and was like, "Why is there not a construction channel?" And uh, surely there's a way we can we can make construction sexy. We can educate and teach people what it's like to be on a job site, and even internally for companies that it's not feasible for fly the whole company to the job site to do a tour, we can use media and, and technology to tell stories that help communicate what a company's doing, the successes, the wins, the challenges, and just all of the above, because construction is the, the, the best industry. And I, I couldn't imagine my life if I wasn't involved in it. It's it's just been a, a amazing career. And after working in the industry for about 10 years, I just, um, this idea never left. And, the, you know, the, the, the flame never, uh, never went out. And finally, I had the opportunity to just, just uh, pursue it and go after this. And we, we've surprisingly had quite a few successes in the last three years since we started. So, Aaron, I love that you were inspired um, while you were in school and, um, and I noticed on your LinkedIn profile that you've worked for some pretty formidable brands in the construction space. I mean, these are the, you know, what we always call the big guys, um, especially here in the Southeast. And so while you're to help us understand, like while you're inside, like you've, you've graduated from college, you've gotten your first job um, at you know, this large general contractor construction management firm, and you're in the technology, you know, part of that company, um, really developing building information modeling. And, you know, if you started 10 years ago, then, you know, it was really at the beginning at the forefront of all of that technology really taking off. So 
Tell me how this, you know, inkling of a vision, you went from sitting on the couch saying there really ought to be a construction channel to like informing that idea over the decade that you're in the trenches um, at that intersection of dirt and technology. What are some of the things that occurred to you as you were on the job and and what, you know, one of the reasons I'm assuming that flame didn't burn out is because the more and more you learned and the more and more you did, the more you were convinced that this was a really good idea. You just sort of take us through your personal career journey that led you here. So one of the things I had to learn first, when I came out of school with this idea, I was so inspired and, and so excited about it and about the opportunity for it that you know, I went straight to the CEO of the company I was with and said, hey, I've got an idea for a construction channel. You want to do it? And he said, um, you know, kind of more or less like, that's a good idea, but we don't do a lot with video and we certainly don't do a lot with uh, marketing or showing our projects. That'd give away our secrets. Oh, my goodness. And, <laughs> and this, was, this was 2005. And so... I, I hate to say it, but in this way, but more or less, I, you know, I, I accepted the feedback and I said, you know what, I've got to learn as much as I can about construction. And so I worked in the field for three years and traveled around with my, my young family building hospitals in uh, Tennessee and Texas. And then right around 2007, uh, I always tell this story because it, it really is funny how it how it happened but uh i had a chance to come back to birmingham where i'm from and join estimating so i had the field experience i had an opportunity to learn estimating which i really enjoy and uh, we were sitting around after work one day with uh, some seasoned estimators and they said you know hey I, have you heard of this program called revit i hear it counts doors for you and immediately I said, I'm in. I want to know. I want to learn that because I'm tired of counting toiletries and, and counting doors for you guys. So let me in. And the next thing I know, we are uh, we're on a we're on a plane, the company plane flying around the country to to learn about these early adopters for BIM and virtual construction. And that was in 2007. So that that was one of the the best blessings I had early in my career is to to be an early adopter of that technology. And um, the rest is just such a journey because the more I learned about, about that technology, the more I saw the opportunity to teach, the opportunity to visually communicate uh, how we're building projects. And, and just the, the list goes on after that. So, Aaron, you said a couple of things that made me, um, that made my ears perk up. One is the phrase early adopters. And two is the idea that you went straight to the CEO and pitched this really out of the box idea that was met with, you know, not a lot of enthusiasm. So, one thing that I've learned in our business is, um, you know, the construction business is one that really has to run efficiently and all of your um, marketing dollars have to be spent wisely and 
be tied back to driving revenue. And so how do you make the business case today now that you've had time in the trenches um, and you've had, you are an expert on the technology side and you've, you've culminated all this experience into, you know, the medium of video and digital and the construction channel. Um, when you are talking to CEOs today with all the experience that you've gained, how do you convince them to be an early adopter to really, you know, this is, this is comparable to doing a commercial on TV, but it's, you know, the TV is a dedicated channel for builders, um, by builders. And how do you convince them that this makes sense for their business? That's a great question. One thing that I learned early with the, the opportunity to learn uh, virtual construction technology, what that allowed me to do is join uh, or participate in sales presentations. So I had the opportunity to go understand and get a glimpse of, of marketing and how these firms, these construction firms were competing against each other and differenti differentiating themselves from their competition. And that, that just validated the, the idea that, you know, video is just a new media a new medium that we can explore. But I think part of the problem or, or the challenge, why the CEO gave me that feedback, you know, thinking back on it is that really the technology wasn't there. You know, YouTube didn't come out and, and really until 2004, I think is when it began. But um, even in 2010, fast forward, it was still kind of perceived and, and nobody respected it as a, a, a media. And then now we are today. Uh, I think some of the things that you guys have said on, on your podcast before that um, the feedback you're getting from companies is, you know, nobody buys construction online. Nobody buys uh, architectural services on Facebook and, and things like that. Well, there are ways that, that we can uh, promote companies and, and through social media, through advertising campaigns, and, and allow them or give them a platform to do that. And that's what we're trying to ultimately do with the construction channel. So to answer your question, what, what we've learned is that we've developed a platform, although it's still early and we've, we've you know, still in the startup phase, we have something that I think could be a, a valid uh, platform for any company or product or new safety equipment, uh, for example, or uh, a new project to showcase that and highlight that on a executive industry level uh, for the for construction and architecture and. You know, there's so many different avenues to explore with what happens on any given job site or in any design firm, any design challenges. How are those overcome? So there's uh, there's just a lot of opportunity there. Well, and Aaron, I think you're being very humble. You know, uh, as we sit here today, I, I just happened to 
revisit the Construction Channel's YouTube channel, and um, you guys are over 23,000 subscribers, which is not a small feat, so congratulations on that. And you also have won some pretty major awards for the production that you've put out there, but moreover, you're working with some really large brands. And, you know, you touched on it just a minute ago. It, it's not just video, but the the speed of being able to get it out in front of your audience through additional means such as digital, like we talked about, you know, YouTube is, is around now. There's ways that you can build subscribers. There's also other ways through advertising campaigns or through, you know, maybe some direct email features where you can get that content that you're creating right into the inbox of those desired, you know, target audience, if you will, be it internal employees, because it's a training video or be it, you know, in the, in the heat of a pursuit where you're trying to position your brand for the ultimate selection of a project, I think that showcasing information digitally through video is really quite effective. And in fact, you know, back on episode two, a couple weeks ago, we spoke with Jerry Smith, who heads up design and construction here in Atlanta for Atlanta Public Schools. And he was just commenting about a lot of his selection committee members are non-technical and they don't really understand you know, what they're looking at in terms of a 2D site logistics plan, or they're not really sure what they're looking at from some other, um, you know, design and construction plans that they might be viewing. But video kind of helps bridge that technical gap because you can see things more visually. You can see that technical aspect. You can see exactly how that construction fencing might be wrapping around the current site. And it helps them connect more with those technical professions that are you know, project managers, superintendents trying to convey a highly complex idea in a more um, consumable way through video. So I'd love to maybe pick your brain a little bit on how these brands are engaging you in the construction channel and kind of what those different videos look like. I mean, right here off the top of my mind, I'm sitting here, well, obviously from our industry, there's a lot of risk at stake. So I can see it from a, a training standpoint, maybe just a project documentation, you know, just seeing the course of the construction happen from clearing the land to the buildings going vertical and move in. But then also there's a big brand play here. And as we sit here today, it's a very heated marketplace. There's not a lot of people in entering the industry. So it's highly competitive from a recruitment standpoint. And I would, you know, venture that a lot of the videos you're producing for the construction channel do help build brand equity around this idea of working in this muddy boots environment. Um, I love your your particular show of six figures, no suits. I just love that and kind of celebrating the art behind building. But maybe talk to us a little bit more about all the different avenues and applications that videos play in today's competitive landscape. Wow, that, that was a great question. Um, where to start? So video is very effective at communicating ideas. And although it, it still is a challenge to convince a CEO, you know, hey, uh, instead of spending $20,000 to go after this proposal and and uh, fly people around the country to um, go after these presentations, what if we created a video uh, about your company that you can send to potential clients at half the cost or something like that? What if we created a, a content strategy for video uh, that you can use throughout the year? And 
so that's one way that I think we can can reach the business side of of companies. Um, one thing I wanted to mention is that I'm sure you guys have seen this challenge is that a lot of the big players are doing marketing well, um, but there is a tremendous gap between the top 100 contractors and the rest of the world. Many of those those smaller firms, medium-sized firms, they, they may not have a website, you know, and they just do quality work. And I see that as an opportunity because Six Figures No Suits was is a great platform for us that we were able to tell a story that a lot of people don't know about, which is foundation drilling. And that's just one aspect of a very complicated and complex construction project. Um, you know, there's, there's roofing, there's, there's all, there's, you know, 20 different trades that are just as interesting that go into the process of building that are opportunities to communicate their story visually through video. You know, what I love about your video series, Aaron, is that you do go and isolate that one component, whether you're drilling a foundation or you're talking about the roofing. Because, you know, what we get in our consulting practice all the time is, you know, we have clients who say, hey, we just built this $400 million hospital. Now, the things we did to build it was amazing. And we want, we want you to write a story about it and get it in XYZ magazine. And that has been done that way for a long time. And I'm often saying, okay, we can do that. However, next time you have a project like this, think about the documentation, you know, either it's through time lapse or you're doing hard hat media tours or you are, you know, taking video uh, with a partner like Construction Channel. Um, so you're making these many documentaries on the craft because it's so much easier to tell that story while it's happening than after right. it's happened and, you know, the walls are up and the drywall's in, you can't see that anymore. And, and you're trying to remember, you know, that day in the life of that building when um, that piece happened. And it's really hard um, to make an interesting story out of that. So the fact that you're telling the story as it's happening is really, really powerful. And like Katie said, it's especially powerful when you have in the public sector, at least, typically a selection committee that is made up of technical professionals as well as non-technical professionals. I mean, if you're building K-12 schools, like, you know, a lot of Jerry Smith's audience from episode two, or you're building uh, college and university buildings, um, like Marvin Woodward talked about in our recent episode with him, um, usually the committee is going to have one or two end users that have never built anything and they don't understand the technical technical piece. But when you tell a story through the videos like you're making with construction channel, that becomes very consumable. And so tell us about like, how do you convince a client to make that investment before they need it? So I, you mentioned like you're in the, you know, sales and marketing pitches and I, I can imagine them coming to you and saying, we need you to build a BIM model of this for our presentation tomorrow or in two weeks. And, and um, so they're spending the money at the time that they need to spend the money for the pitch. What you're doing is coming to people and saying, while you're building this building, um, 
that you're going to use sometime in the future to convince somebody else to hire you. Talk to me about that conversation you're having. Well, that is the best time. Like you said, that's the best time to decide to allocate resources, allocate um, really time and, and effort and energy and cost in the front end of the project. Because we, if you're building a, a say, $200 million hospital, you know, what's 0.01% is, is it sounds like a, a large portion of money, but that could be an entire documentary that's done through video and, and a process that uh, you can tell a story every month. Instead of doing uh, 2D site logistics plans, you could do you communicate that monthly through video to an owner. There's just so many, I have so many uh, ways to answer that question that, um, you know, maybe you could ask again, like, like, where do you want me to start? Um, <laughs> you know, I've never, I, I, I've got to admit that I've, in the last three years, I have probably not sat down to read a technical paper, uh, research paper about construction. I got to admit that. Um, Is it and yet still watching that on video? Yeah. That are reading, right? Yeah. So that, yeah, that, and and blogs too. You know, I'm. I think maybe by nature, there's you know people in construction are are come from all uh, backgrounds, but me personally, I'm not a very good reader. So, but I'm very visual, and so I can take a, a story that that's on paper and just see it like a lot of guys in construction can look at a set of plans and they can build it in 3d in their minds. It's just a, a skill that, that you have to learn and, and refine. So being able to tell a story about construction is just, it's really exciting to be able to do that. And um, I think to answer, to answer your question again, if we look at the big picture, um, if you'll allow me to talk about that. So right now, as a company and through our journey, and and it kind of hopefully one day it'll go full circle and back to that conversation with the CEO, is that our long-term goal with the construction channel is that it it's like ESPN for construction, or we've built a library of so much content that we can be Netflix for construction where people, we build a community around an audience that the people that are watching our channel are so excited about construction and the content that we're providing is so educational and entertaining and informative to them that this, the construction channel will be on every job site, uh, you know, across the nation. That would be amazing. Um, and so to answer that question about marketing is one thing that I learned is, is while some companies do explore video production and they may have a campaign that they, they do decide, okay, we're going to, you know, allocate a certain amount of resources this year to video production. Well, what happens is they can't manage the, 
back end of it, the po- the publishing to YouTube, the social media side, that's where you guys can come in and help craft that campaign for them. And one thing that taught me is that we're trying to do the same thing. Um, but what I, what I feel like uh, uh, strongly about is that it's, it's kind of like a company, you know, touting their own horn, tooting their own horn or, or, you know, we're so great. But if you have a, a third party like the construction channel come in and say, we're, we're construction experts, our background is construction, and we think you're doing something amazing, and here's why, and we communicate that story, it's sort of a different spin on a company telling a story about themselves, whereas somebody from an outside comes in and says, here's what I think you're doing really well, and here's the story that... Uh, you know, you tell me the story, but but here is why you guys are amazing. Let me show you through video. Well, and I also think kind of that third party validation from you guys, like a maybe a smaller brand that doesn't have as as wide of a brand recognition as say, you know, like the Brassfield and Gorey or the Turner, you know, J.E. Dunn's that, that carry big brand recognition. It kind of helps level the playing field, right? It kind of helps them. Um, an owner that might not can differentiate between an A player and a B player. Like, hey, these these guys that you know, I, I thought I I didn't really know about. They really know their stuff, and they're they're featured on this channel. Yes. Did you know that there is a concrete saw cutting and demolition industry? Oh yeah, yeah. That, but, um, only because personally, there's been a lot of concrete being cut up close to my house, so I've seen. Right. Those guys coming in and out and um, there's an art to it and there's definitely you know it's probably more science than art because they are very specifically taking out certain pieces but yeah there's a lot of subsets within I mean construction is a very big industry just like you know for us at Smartogies marketing is a very big umbrella term and there's lots of different tactics underneath it that's kind of similar with construction right that's right and where I was going with that is that I'm I could say with with a high certainty that a lot of concrete saw cutting and drilling companies probably don't have a very good website or have a, any kind of presence on on the internet and how do how do companies find out who these guys are through relationships and past history working again and if you could take that one example you know if, if we were to uh, create a campaign where we we followed around uh, you know, four or five different saw cutting companies tell the tell a story about what these guys do and how interesting it is and all the details that has to go into uh, cutting a whole a large opening that either got missed because the uh, opening wasn't coordinated or you name it. Um, it. It might be an example of a platform that would allow these companies to benefit from it by getting their name out there as well as, you know, having a little bit of marketing value about what they do every day. You know, what's really interesting about your show, Aaron, is that um, the people in the field that do this every day, they're, you know, they're the unsung heroes of the industry. You know, I think that the suits at the headquarters um, and I shouldn't even say suits because like your episode suggests, it's six figures, no suits. And that oftentimes applies to the to the people who are back at the headquarters office as well. But it's the people in the field that make it happen every day. And they're these unsung heroes 
and you're giving them a platform to become the star of the show. Talk to me about if you're a subcontracting company and you want to get the word out um, about your company and, and the quality work you do in the field, how your show really helps them um, when they don't have the same resources as some of those big brands that, um, that you used to work for. That's a great question. The, let, me, let me tell you the story about Six Figures No Suits is it was, a, it was an opportunity to, to shine a light into an industry that I, I knew nothing about. And I'd, I'd like to be humble enough to say that, that it, it really helped us grow as a company because we were able to focus on improving our production quality and really kind of hone our craft as storytellers. And, and it really all started with uh, kind of passing through a job site, we said, you know, hey, can you tell us a little bit about what this large piece of equipment is and these giant caissons? What is that? And the guys that we were with said, well, let me let let me let you talk to Cody over here. And and Cody did a great job on camera and just said uh, everything that that was just really cool. And we created some animations to kind of explain what he was talking about. And uh, ADSC saw that, and they, long story short, they, they came to us and they said, you know, we've, we've got a, a little program for workforce development called Six Figures No Suits. And I said, that's it. So we, we really need to tell that story. We can, uh, we can take that from a, a PowerPoint brochure, and, and I think we can make a show out of that and show people what you guys do in foundation drilling. And sure enough, that's what happened. And, you know, we're, that was just a, a really great series. It allowed us an opportunity to kind of tell a long form um, documentary that, I mean, we were, we were filming on a dam in Wisconsin in 18 degree weather and then in Toronto. So it was, it was a really awesome opportunity. So if you had to pick, um, which show would you say is your favorite that you've produced so far? Definitely Six Figures No Suits. Yeah. I, I think that that is a template for where we can go with this idea. So looking back on that particular episode, you know, it sounds like you kind of stumbled upon that and it, it turned into this kind of passion project that was just very interesting. Um, what do you think or, or do you know you might have actual data on what impact has that show had on um, – on the company that you featured in it? Uh, it's, it's been overwhelmingly positive for them. They, uh, they're an organization with about 10,000 members and just phenomenal people. Um, the foundation drilling industry is, is one of the coolest industries because it, it shows large pieces of equipment. Uh, there's concrete, there's rebar, there's steel, there's welding. It's got all aspects of the vertical side of construction, but it's all mostly underground. And these projects are extremely challenging. And um, some of the largest construction companies in the world are foundation drillers. So it's been uh, very positive overall with, uh, with this effort. 
Well, Erin, I really appreciate your time talking with us today. We could pick your brain and kind of uh, pitch story ideas and what ifs and, you know, kind of just play this all day long. But for our listeners out there, um, if they wanted to learn more about the Construction Channel or they wanted to connect with you, what is the best way for them to do that? The best way would be to go to our website, which is constructionchannel.tv. And uh, by all means, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can follow us on Facebook. And um, we'd love to tell your story. Watch and build. Fantastic. We love that. And Aaron, thanks again um, for all of our listeners out there. Thanks for tuning in to the AEC Marketing for Principals podcast. We'll see you next week. You've been listening to AEC Marketing for Principals, brought to you by Smartergies. If you like this episode, please let us know by visiting aecmarketingpodcast.com, where you can learn more ways to position your brand and sell to owners. 